I'm Jay Matthews, and this is AD Update. So we're back. We've taken a little bit of a summer break, uh, but I'm so excited to, to be back. We started the summer, and we're going to start our summer edition of the AD Update with a longtime, truly <laughs> servant of Broward Christian School and a very successful teacher and coach, Shane Harmon. Shane, thanks for joining this podcast. Thank you, Jay. I appreciate the opportunity. You're just such a unique guy. In fact, you and I have been ch- chatting uh, maybe 10 or 15 minutes before we even started recording, and I wish we'd been recording all along mm-hmm. because it's always interesting to listen to you. But but if you don't mind, uh, share, share with our listeners, you know, a little bit of your background, and then how you ended up kind of coming to Briarwood. Okay. Well, this is my 29th year uh, in education. Um, so cool thing is uh, when I was in high school, I dated a girl whose mother was a second-grade teacher at our school, and our high school and our elementary school were connected. And I had a, a study hall or off period, you know, during the day. And uh, and so I wanted to go over and, and work for, work with her. And so she let me come over, go worked it out with our guidance counselor that I was her teacher aide during that time period. Mm. And uh, and I loved working with the little kids. And, uh, and so that was the first time that I really thought about being a teacher and not just a teacher, but an elementary school teacher. And, uh, and so I saw the value of a male presence over there. There weren't very many. Um, you know, there, and I saw how the kids responded to having the male work in their lives, and so that really planted a seed in my heart there, and so when I went to Sanford, prayed about it, and, uh, um, you know, really felt the Lord continuing to lead me in that direction, and uh, so I went through the elementary school program, and and uh, and so that's a, a K through, or a one through six endorsement, and uh, taught all the different grades, loved all of them, first grade, you know, third grade, fifth grade, uh, but when my first job was a sixth grade job at a middle school, uh, at River Chase and, uh, and just love that age group. You know, mm-hmm. people ask me sometimes, how can you work with, uh, sixth graders? Uh, yeah. I said, well, you got to be a little bit like them. And I am, <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm just as goofy as they are. Uh, but it's a great age because they're uh, young enough where they still really do enjoy being around you as a teacher, uh, but they're also old enough where the, you can you can have adult conversations with them and, and really feel like that you're, um, you know, not having to baby them. I, I wouldn't want to be tying shoes and things like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and so I don't have to do that. So it's, it's really a great grade uh, for me. I really enjoy teaching that grade. Well, when I got that job, uh, of course, there was coaching opportunities, and I had coached or I had played in uh, high school and college and uh, so I didn't go into education thinking that I was going to coach right but uh, they asked me to do it and uh, I really enjoyed it saw it was something that uh, that I had a skill for and that it was also a great opportunity to get to know the kids and uh, and have a ministry with them on a different level Um, and uh, and so you know uh, started coaching junior high football at River Chase and and uh, really like I said just loved doing it and saw uh, the opportunity to have a ministry yeah. you know with the kids uh, through football well now, I'm, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about I'm going back to Sanford so here yeah. so I don't know if people know you but you you're very athletic looking you know mm-hmm. hard charging I mean defensive minded football player at Sanford mm-hmm. what was that 
how unique was that in this class of stu- uh, that you're taking of elementary uh, PE? I so. was one of two men in the entire program of probably 150, you know, and uh, um, but it, it was it, was and it really wasn't cool. just an opportunity to meet girls, right? No, the right. Of, you know, okay. and I actually I, I didn't date any of them, um, but uh, uh, you know, I, I just enjoyed enjoyed the yeah. the, the classes and and um, you know got along well with everybody and. And you know it's it's funny that because there's stereotype for elementary school men, yeah. And uh, and hopefully I kind of break that mold. Um, but uh, you know, there's I, always uh, exceptions. You know? <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but you're a unique mm-hmm. per- person, you know. Oh, wow. And and the thing is, is uh, the, all the years I've known you, you don't do it because you have to. I mean, you do it because you want to. Mm-hmm. Like like there's been opportunities for you to go do something else, mm-hmm. but you don't do it and then you know we're going to get to your whole story later but now mm-hmm. you've got all these years where you've just done the same thing mm-hmm. you know in a world that does not do that right. you know i mean it's a mobile changing i mean if, if you're in a job seven years it's like a you know retirement situation right. so well i remember a conversation with my grandfather uh, my sophomore year at sanford uh when i told him i was praying about going into education and uh and his you know, first thing was, well, you know, teachers don't get paid a whole lot. And, uh, and I said, yeah, I understand that. Um, but I really had prayed about it. And, you know, the thing that the Lord had laid on my heart was, um, you know, live a life of purpose and, and make a difference. And that that was always the thing that was most important to me. And that if I would do that, then he would provide, that was his promise to me. And so I, you know, shared that with my grandfather that, uh, you know, I really feel like this is what the Lord's gifted me and called me to do, yeah. and it's my ministry, yeah. uh, not just a job. And that if I will do that and trust Him in that, then He'll also provide for me. You know, with that, and I'm thankful that He uh, supported that. You know, had He, you know, really pressed me and and said, you know, I don't think you need to do this. That might have been a difficult decision for me to do, but He really did. He supported me and and uh, understood that I was doing what I felt like the Lord was calling me to do, not just something that, you know, was a job, but uh, but what I felt like that he had gifted me and called me to do. And so that's what has kept me uh, in it uh, for as long as I have. Now, I, I did get out of education uh, for a time period. Dana and I, my wife, were uh, in Clanton, and I was teaching at a little 1A school uh, there. And uh, I love the kids, love the, uh, the opportunity to do that, but it wasn't where I wanted to raise my kids. And so mm-hmm. one of the things that... Yeah, I had always just been committed to was that I was going to teach where my kids went to school or vice versa. Yeah, you know, whatever we had to do, you know, that was what the deal was going to be. That's such an unusual because people don't think. I didn't really think think about that. Ended up being a blessing for me. So. That was pretty cool that early on, even pre-kids, you kind of knew that. Well, right? my wife, I'll give her the the credit for that because her dad was a uh, football coach, teacher, principal, and at a different school. And oh, he okay. never got to see her cheer. She was homecoming queen. He didn't get to walk her out because he was coaching a ball game that night. Wow. Uh, and so he missed all of those things because they were at two different schools. And she was at a school that she needed to be at as opposed to where he taught at that time. But he missed all that, and hmm. you know, I just said that's not going to be me, no matter what. That? You know, yeah. I have to do if it, you know, uh, if I can't have my kids at Briarwood, then I'm not going to be at Briarwood. Right, and, right. And if I have to be somewhere else, then my kids are going to go with me, and that's one of the reasons why 
I have stayed yes. for 20, 24 years at Briarwood. We've had opportunities to go other places, and I didn't want to take my kids out of Briarwood. Yeah. And I wasn't going to teach somewhere else that my kids were. So it just wasn't going to be an option for me. Man, what a, what a blessing and what a testimony. And I've experienced that as well, as well as so many other people that, you know, they're, they're positive and negative to all jobs. But when you're an educator and you're a parent and the kids are coming through the school, it's got its hang-ups. Oh, absolutely. But, but man, it is a <clears throat> blessing. Like, now that my children are all grown and married, uh, we just have memories that will right. always be a part of that. It was just natural connections, right. you know. <laughs> you know, I mean, and where I've built some of the best connections with my kids, had the best times with them, are that drive to school in the mornings yeah. and drive home in the afternoons. Um, you know, coming home from Pride, I got a chance to coach two of my son or my two sons. And, yeah. And so that uh, that experience of being on the field, but then when we get in the car, I'm not coach anymore. I'm dad, and uh, you know just the conversations that we were able to have. So what um, what actually got you to Briarwood? Your start. So I had left the church that I had been. I had actually gotten out of, uh, as I mentioned, had gotten out of education, gone into youth ministry. I had a pastor call me. So funny story. So I had uh, uh, November uh, Jessica was born, and uh, so I told Dane, I said, you know. We've, we've got to find another place. I'm not going to raise my kids here. And uh, so I started praying that the Lord would just direct our paths. With December, out of the blue, a, a pastor calls me and said, I had heard about your ministry when you were at uh, River Chase, and uh, you're the kind of person that we want to uh, to have as a youth pastor. So mm-hmm. would you be interested in it? So, uh, you know, really felt that that was an answer yeah. uh, of, of at least an opportunity. So... Uh, met with him and and uh, you know uh, was offered the job and and took the job and uh, said you know finished out the school year and uh, would go you know go to Columbiana would drive to Columbiana at night and and uh, meet with my my kids during the school year um, and then started that summer um, and did that for three years and I'm so glad that I did it because you know it was one of those things where I saw that I had the skills to do it I, I'm, I enjoy public speaking uh, you know mm-hmm. teach the Bible well and things yeah. like that and I had the opportunity to build relationships with kids but uh, I was talking with um, Zeke Walters the other day about this because he's recently gotten out of coaching and gotten into the ministry and I was asking him how he was doing with it and you know the thing that I I just couldn't get away from when I would go to ball games, you know, the feeling that I needed to be out there yeah, and, and doing that. <laughs> and, uh, and I also saw that, you know, my time with the students, I had way more time with them and, and a better relationship with them as a teacher than I did even as a, as a youth pastor because my time with them was so limited. Um, so after three years of that, uh, uh, we actually started a little Christian school at that at that church and i was the very first basketball pe coach of that school how about that and uh and my pastor called me in after the basketball season and said uh shane are you sure this is what you need to be doing he said because i saw a different person than what i've seen over the last three years he said you were in your element coaching Mm -hmm. and are you sure this is what you need to be doing and so dan and i were praying about it and said well you know, maybe not, and uh, and so I actually left the church in in April, and um, you know was working some side jobs, working construction in the morning, waiting tables at night, and and um, did that for several months, and um, got a call in June from uh, uh, Miss McFarling and asked me to come in and, and interview, 
interview went well. She called Dr. Conard uh, while I was in the office and set up a meeting with him. And so I went straight from her to him and, uh, and interviewed with him and, um, and uh, you know, was, was offered the job. And so funny story, you know, how those of you who know Dr. Conard, he <laughs> yeah. likes to mess with I know, you. I know this is coming. He likes to mess with you. So I'm, um, I, and I'm a person that I try not to let you know that you've gotten me. And uh, so I'm sitting there and, and doing the interview with him. And uh, he says, uh, uh, well, Mr. Arman, can I call your wife uh, for a minute? I said, well, sure. Uh, you know, here's her number. You know. So he calls her and he says, uh, Miss Harmon, this is Burl Connor from Briarwood Christian School. I have your husband, uh, Shane, here. Um, can I ask you a few questions? And he'd actually woken her up from a nap and she's like, What in the world? Who is this? <laughs> And, uh, and, and he's looking at me the whole time to see if I sweat, you know, just, you know, and, uh, he's just, he's just messing with me is what he's doing. And he says, what kind of husband is he? And, uh, and, and what kind of, and so anyway, so he gets off the phone with her, thanks her for the, and says, well, because your wife says that you're a good husband and father, I'm going to offer you the job. That's great. <laughs> so I, One of the million stories oh, of yeah, that yeah. legacy. And so it gave me the opportunity to mess with him at that point. But I really was being serious, too. And I said, well, I'll tell you what, Dr. Conner, thank you, but I'm going to have to pray about it and get back with you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and I really would. I, was, I wasn't just messing with him. I, yeah. I, I really yeah. felt like I needed to pray about it. But I, I knew that that yeah. was, uh, was getting him and. That instantly endeared him to me yeah. that I gave it back a little bit there. And uh, he said, well, now, you know, I've got 200 other applicants for this job. And I said, yes, sir, but uh, they'll wait. And, uh, and he loved me after that. That's great. <laughs> but, of course, God So what? So what year was that? That was 1999, the summer of 1999. 1999. So and, uh, and then it's just been years. about 24 years now. Yeah. I mean, that's just so amazing. Um God, there's so many things I, I want to talk to you about, uh, but uh, I want to talk a little bit about uh, your, over the, all these years at the lower school, and Tasha Holiday and I met just two days ago, and she just goes on and on about your presence, value down at the elementary campus, and uh, just, uh, so t- talk to me a little bit about what is your role there? Uh what, what? How do you see yourself impacting students? And and I know you do tutoring, and you, so you're an excellent teacher in all fields, especially math. And uh, but uh, talk to me a little bit. About what what? How do you see your role there at the elementary school? Well, the thing that I pray about uh, every day is just ask that the Lord would fill me with His Spirit and that He would use me to impact people's lives for Christ, some way. And mm-hmm. uh, and and my hope is that they see. Uh, a man who loves the Lord that you know I hope that they um, that they admire and respect me for the job that I do and the way that I carry myself and that that becomes attractive to them to know the Lord mm-hmm. and uh, and it gives me opportunities to to share with them um, you know I want to uh, to be uh, a good example of, of what a a godly male is uh, talk about you know what it means to be a man and it gives me great opportunities over there because there's all kinds of opportunities with with sixth graders to talk about things like that it's a great age um, of you know what's expected of a man anywhere from you know deodorant and bathroom yeah, yeah. Um, you know habits or whatever and you know how they how they conduct themselves there and, and just shaking hands looking a man in the eye yeah, you know yeah. just things that 
that they've not had, either not been taught before, or or you're reinforcing because it's it. coming from yeah. a different voice, yeah. Yeah. you know. And that's one of the things I saw, you know, even with with my sons, is that I could say one thing to them, and then Coach Curley or Coach Forrester or you would say the exact same thing, yeah. and then they would come home and talk to me about what what they just said, like it was the first time they'd ever heard it. Uh, so it gives me the opportunity to yeah. reinforce what they're hearing at home, and and hopefully be something that you know is because it's coming from a different voice and one that they hopefully respect that it makes an impact on them. And so that's, you know, a lot of the roles that I get, you know, I've got a coach's voice. And so from, uh, you know, yep. when there's a discipline issue or we need to get everybody mm-hmm. together, um, you know, I'm usually the one that's, that's asked for, you know, to do that. Yeah. I know what's not my role. My role is not organization and, and yeah. all those kind of things over there. We've got, my team is fantastic and they do a great job of, of, uh, you know, Telling me where I need to be when I need to be there, yeah. but you're <laughs> the heavy. Like you, you can bring but the I hammer. Get to be the heavy, to. and uh, which you know I don't mind doing. But then at the same time, you know I want to not just be somebody that they fear, but That's I want right. it to be somebody that they respect. Yeah, the he- and, Hebrews um, twelve, uh, discipline out of love, right, for a right. good reason. And uh, and so you know, and and not just uh, not just the the boys, but the girls too. You know, unfortunately, we've got a lot of. Uh, of girls that don't have dads in their life. Mm. And uh, and so it gives me the opportunity to, um, you know, have a relationship with them and show them what a godly man looks like. You know, one of the things, the best advice that I was given as a early parent, because um, my first child was a daughter, um, was that the way that I treat their mother and uh, it, it, and the way that they see me is going to impact who they look for one day as a spouse yes. because mm-hmm. you know that's what their expectation is going to be. Yeah, and so I've always taken that as a, a heavy responsibility just from my daughters that I wanted them to one day marry a good godly man, and the only way that, that was going to happen is if that was the expectation and the picture that I'd given them right. in their life. <clears throat> well, the same is true for my students, and uh, and so I want to give them that picture of this is what you should look for and uh, and hopefully it's a you know the right picture but uh but it gives me a great opportunity to have relationships with them too and yeah um, so. so you make this drive every day uh from the north campus uh, there on mm-hmm. i-459 acton road to the south campus how long does that normally take you so it's really not that bad because of the time that i go um i would say 12 to 15 minutes if I'm riding up on 459 and I see that it's backed up a little bit, I'll keep going straight and go Caldwell Mill and, and the back way. Yeah. And, and it's, it's actually worse. Uh, <laughs> and so one of the, I learned early is that, you know, uh, uh, Gail drives the bus in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, if I just get behind her, she'll get me there in time. Because How about that? she knows where she's going and, and yeah. how to get there. And uh, so, I, you know, I started following the bus and... Yeah, so, so it's it's really not that bad. So you've been making that drive tw- twenty five years, really. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, drive. You become this amazing sixth grade uh, person at the lower school, and then you become this. Uh, I think the best defensive line coach in the state. Uh, this, no, nobody has a longer track record of success for your position over the years than you. And it's the same thing. It's just you've been doing the same drills, same coaching points and all for 20, 25 years, but you do it so well. And then this long legacy of coaching. And so the the next part of this I've been wanting to get into is you you have mastered the relationship piece of coaching a very do, uh, physically demanding, uh, vi, you know, on the verge of violent position, mm-hmm. you know, 
and tra- turned it into like a, a discipleship training program, you know, like a Navy SEAL type training. Mm-hmm. I don't think people realize the energy. I mean, that yeah. there's nothing like that position, you know, and it's mm-hmm. so demanding and it's the heartbeat of the defense. So talk to me a little bit about that, about what you've kind of come to find is the secret sauce of really training the Navy SEAL athletes mm-hmm. of our school, for lack of a better term, and, and how that's turned into – I mean, you've got relationship with guys that go back, you know, to the 90s. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I'm sure all the position coaches say the same thing about their position. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that I really try to sell my guys on is that, you know, you are the heart of the defense. Yeah. And – here at Briarwood, we emphasize defense first. And so, you know, the defense is only as good as you are, and the team is only as good as the defense is. And so you've got that responsibility. So really day one, one of the things that I tell them is, is if you don't want that responsibility, you need to request out. You need to find yeah. another position because I'm going to put the burden on you to win the ball game. You need to be the kind of guy that wants that, you know, wants that kind of smoke. And and you've had now guys that've answered that call, you know, that don't opt out for all these years now. So my question is, what makes you special in terms of your service here? Is you've had these long years of some of the best players in Broward history come through defensive line, going to college, going to just regular college life and jobs, and then your reputation is you've maintained these relationships now for literally decades. You're well, so I recently watched band of brothers for the first time and love the, the movie. And it reminded me so much of football. Um, cause really, I, and coach Forster talked about it today. It's, it's really the only place in our society, aside from the military where you get to experience that is on the football field because of what you have to go through year round, uh, the kind of hard work that you do, um, the kind of sacrifices that you make, how you depend on the other guy for your success. He's, you know, so there's a, just a close bond that is built there. So that's part of it. It's just football itself creates uh, a closeness and a bond. Um, my college coach, uh, Bob Stinchcomb, gave me a great example of a man who had extremely high expectations of us, uh, coached us hard, taught us well. Um, you know, he never really had to yell at us because the only time that he would yell at us is if we were loafing. And nobody wanted to loaf for him because we loved him. And, and so, you know, we gave him our very best effort. So I, I tried to, when I got my first coaching job, to model how I coach after him, that I want to be a great teacher of what to do. And then I want to uh, um, create a relationship with my guys that they want to perform for me, not out of fear, but because uh, they know I care about them out of respect. Now, they know I'll get in their stuff, and you know if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, uh, I'm as tough on them as anybody. But they allow me to do that because of the relationships that I'm able to build with them. And, and so that's just something that uh, even going after, I try to maintain. And so, you know, I have their numbers, sell numbers. And, uh, you know, one of the things I think the Lord impressed on me years ago is that if somebody comes to your mind, there's a reason hmm. for That's that, good. and uh, don't ignore it. And I may not know why. Um, and so it, it's not uncommon throughout the week that uh, an old player will come to my mind for whatever reason. You know, I don't know. And uh, and I'll shoot them a text um, or give them a call and just let them know, hey, I'm thinking about you. I know for me, you know, one of the 
greatest things to hear from people that I look up to, my, you know, my grandfather, uh, my dad, former coaches, is I'm proud of you. And so I always want to let the guys know, man, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of the man that you've become. And, uh, and, and it's amazing what those words mean to another man yeah. to hear from somebody, you know, that I'm proud of you. Um, so that's, you know, that's what I just try to do is, is uh, reach out when I, you know, when I get the opportunity and do that when they come in town. You know, it's often, you know, they'll, hey, coach, I'm in town for a little bit. Can we grab lunch? You know, do my very best to make time to, to go and hang out with them and just check on them, see what's going on. Social media has been great. You know, I, I'm not uh, on social media with any active uh, students or players, but once they graduate, um, you know, if they want to connect with me there, then I connect with them there, and I'm able to stay in contact with them and and uh, you know know their birthday, send yeah. them a birthday message, things like that. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's that's you know, I guess why or, or why I'm able to stay in contact with them is because of the close relationships that we build. You know, during what we go through together and I usually have them for three or four years and some right. of them even since sixth grade, you know, they, right. they were in my class. And so we've just built great relationships there. Um, another thing that I've done though over the years is, uh, for, for a long time, uh, when I had children that were uh, young and, and at school, I really didn't feel like that I could devote myself fully to real discipleship. That's correct. And, yep. and, um, because I needed to be you know home with my kids and discipleship is more than just an hour a week Bible study, things like that. So, um, so I didn't really actively disciple men on the team there, but I had a weekly Bible study, and, and um, generally it would be on a Friday morning or something like that. It was optional if they wanted to come, but I gave them uh, material that we would go through together, and then we would meet somewhere, IHOP, Panera, something like that, and we would just go through and talk about it. And, uh, you know, it's amazing over the years how many of those guys have come back and said how much that meant to them and uh, how much they learned from it now, you know. A lot of times they look like they're about to fall asleep during the, you know, during the Bible study. I've been through those days. <laughs> but, you know, the same guy is the one that comes back and says, uh, man, Coach, that, that was great. I hope that you're still doing that kind of thing, you know. And then uh, once my kids got old enough that I could start discipling them when they hit high school, I started taking two guys a year uh, from each grade and would start with them in ninth grade, disciple them on through uh, high school. And, uh, um, and so, you know, Having done that, I probably got ten or twelve guys that um, you know that I've worked with like that. That yeah. you know we got much deeper, so we would you know meet yeah. weekly, talk during the week, things like that, and um, and so those guys I'm I'm even you know more close to just because of the time that we spent together and being available. That's right. I think is is the biggest thing that the Lord wants from us. He doesn't want our abilities because he gave them to us and so he's, you know, if he wanted me to have more ability, he'd have gave me more ability. Yeah. What he wants from me is my availability and am I going to give him, you know, my time, my efforts and and uh to be used by him. You know, I can't help but think of 1 Peter 5 when I think about you it's talking about being a shepherd and how mm-hmm. as a shepherd uh you're shepherding the flock that's among you. You know, uh, you're exercising oversight, not under compulsion, willingly, you know. And then the neat thing is, is toward the the bottom of this, it's talking about about clothing yourself with humility. Uh, And then I think what's, to me, pretty amazing when we talk about this God's favor over your life and family over time is uh, 5-6, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. 
uh, elevate you, you know. And so I think ultimately that's going to be an elevation when we meet him, you know, face to face. But if you don't mind, we've got just a couple of minutes, you know, as you think about how you, you really – you've chosen a different path than a lot of people go, a career path, but it's one that uh, – I just think it's – I think your life, your family, your marriage, your kids, you, the, you, the reputation you have, the the diligence, the discipline, the work ethic, all the things that you have, uh, and you're still as aggressive and, and uh, competitive as you were as a Thompson Warrior, you know. <laughs> so if you don't mind, comment on that because that's a, that's a very unique calling and one you've done with excellence. Well, I appreciate that, Coach. It means a lot to me. Um, you know, when I think about that passage when you said exalt, I, I don't know that it actually means that, you know, I'll be, you know, put on the forefront or something like that, but that um, I'll be encouraged, that I'll yes. be, you know, that I'll know I'm doing right. what I'm supposed to do. No, you're you know, 100% it's, right. It's kind yeah. of what I think about that. And the Lord has been so faithful. Um, you know, teachers don't often get to see their fruit. I mean, really, our, our job is plant. You know, right, we plant right. seeds, and and uh, and we don't get to see a, a lot of what happens, you know. Uh, um, but God has just been very faithful to me, I think, because he knows I, that I need it. I need that affirmation sometimes, you know, to, to know that I'm making a difference. But he's been very, very faithful to uh, to show me that, especially in times when I'm questioning it. You know, am, am I making a difference? Should I be doing something different? You know, and stuff like that. Um, so I'm thankful that you know that God's true and faithful to His word. I just have to look at it and say, well, I'm, I'm where I am and where I'm supposed to be, and so be the best what I can be. I want to be the best sixth grade geography teacher that you know that I can be. And if that means I'm the best sixth grade geography teacher that there is, and so be it. But you know, I just got to be the best I can be. Same thing with the defensive line coach. I, I got to be the best that I can be. I want to continue to get better. Um, also that, with you, know, you the same so. thing as a golfer. So you start yeah. you picked up the club when <laughs> when I was forty five. Yeah. Yes, and then and, and early on, I mean, what one twenties? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Easy. And, <laughs> and so you just enjoy play it. And now, now what what are you shooting? Well, it depends on the day. Yeah. So uh, for instance, Wednesday I shot a seventy six, and then Friday I think I shot a ninety. Yeah. <laughs> or Friday, yeah, Friday yeah. I shot a ninety. So it just depends on the day. But, um, but I'm telling you, but. anybody listening to this, that Shane like. I mean, he's got if he if if you're in his target line, look out because uh, whatever he's set his mind to do, the guy is extremely disciplined, physically, mentally, spiritually, socially, emotionally. So, I'm just telling you, we I just appreciate you so much. You're a true value and the builder of God's kingdom, salt of the earth, and uh, again, just your uh, your ministry here is unmatched uh, at the lower school and as a coach here. So uh, God's blessings to you and your family as you, as you go forward in this ministry. Thank you, Coach. Thanks so much to me. At Briarwood Christian School in Birmingham, Alabama. And each episode of this podcast is dedicated to our coaches, volunteers, and other staff members who help us wrestle with what it means to be a Christian, competitive athletics program in contemporary society. Thank you for tuning in to this latest episode of AD Update.